Not had enough of me yet? Well, good news. You can now listen to William Hill's Upfront with Simon Jordan podcast right here. The series, hosted by me, gives you a front row seat to big name interviews discussing their career successes and failures. Sit back and enjoy. Nobody can say to me, you have been unprofessional. Nobody, even Capello, Lippi, everybody talking Paolo. about me are too Come much on. tough. What? Come on, I've got, to, I've got to stop you there. Instinctively, I try to grab his neck and, and try to kick his leg, you know, instinctively. Because he in took this, his bloody eye out. No, because see me, Upton Park, play with them, band. I got some, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say a cry, but no, I got closer. I emotion. I, I, I incredible what I'm feeling. You called the players cowards. Yeah, this is. And the, you said the football club is weak. Yeah. This is up front with me, Simon Jordan. I believe there are a lot of vacuous, uninformed, unchallenged opinions out there. I want to get to the bottom line and cut through the nonsense. So with this podcast with William Hill, I'm going to get people with strong views who think they can stand them up to proper scrutiny. There's a good chance I might learn something along the way, and more importantly. So might you. Joining me in today's episode, a Premier League icon to some, a polarising individual to others. From Italy's hotbed of football to the old firm, he went on to achieve hero-like status in his time at West Ham United. A man encapsulated by beautiful goals, controversy, fallouts, and a fiery Italian passion. Paolo Di Canio. Charles Welcome Simon. to Upfront. Nice to see you. I was speaking to some friends of mine yep. yesterday, Italian friends. A lot of my mates, my best friends are Italian. I lived in Marbella for 20 years. I've had interest in Italian restaurants. And I said to them yesterday, um, I'm doing Paolo de Canio. And they were beside themselves. One of my best friends is a guy called Simon D'Alessandro. His father was a very famous Italian singer called Tony Dali. And his children, Sebastian, Oliver and Hugo, were just beside themselves because they're West Ham fans as well. So it's good. And so there's like... This legend, Paolo Di Canio, I went, really? They went, legend, absolute genius on every level. So they were so excited that you were here. So, so they're, they're my friend, maybe. They're your friends. Paolo, when we do these shows, what we always try to establish initially is the makings of the person. What was the genesis? What was the beginning? What created the Paolo Di Canio that we now know? And, and my understanding of your background is you're born in Rome, within the confines of the nearest club being Roma. Um, you come from a background not hugely privileged with siblings. You're an overweight kid. You're not need. You're addicted to fizzy drinks. Yet you became this phenomenal footballer. Tell me about your journey. Tell me how you got to be a player that went on to play for these big clubs, but also why? But you know, uh, I was born uh, in a little quarter in in, in Rome called, called the Quarticciolo, yeah. which wasn't easy to growing up uh, in a in a right way, you know, because there were many problems, especially in seventies, eighties, a lot of drugs around the street. But to be honest, uh, my parents uh, they have done a great job with me and my brothers uh, because I'm the youngest one of the other three brothers I got. And um, I remember that I used to play eight to ten hours per day, you know, down the, the football. Yeah, it was always football. But, uh, yeah, always only football that was in my mind, you know, in my brain. I remember my mom, I used to call me, Paolo, you must come back, you yeah. need to have food. But uh, I always uh, were listen because uh, I don't know why I was attracted, like millions of, you know, mm-hmm. children in the world. But it was my mission since I was young, you know, my dream was always to play football. Even if we 
we didn't have the the, the possibility the young people got now to have access to yeah. with the social network, internet, to go and watch maybe mm-hmm. uh, many other footballers. And also the facilities teams. are better. The facilities is, yeah. is better. You know, they, they have a more comfortable life yeah. you know, in general. I, I believe in something, you know, in a positive energy, something that uh, I don't know what, but from there, there is someone that tried to help some situation in terms of... Uh, uh, all the sacrifice that my parents have done right. for me, that they receive back, you know, the, 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 the chance to see their son maybe play football and maybe help also in an economical way, yeah. you know, the, 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 the family. Was, was your parents sporting in their outlook? Was your father involved in sport? Was he particularly Nothing, interested? Never, because my, my father was a brickie. Right. Uh, he used to work from 6 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock p.m. And then dinner at 6 o'clock and then straight away to the bed. I remember when I used to go back home after play with my friend, I, I couldn't see my dad. We didn't have a lot of conversation, but uh, only the way he used to behave was an achievement for me. You know, yeah. it took me really well. My, my mom used to work at home because with the son but you know uh, the, the, we weren't really calm you know calm people so in really? a quarter like that no i was uh, the, the calmest one you can imagine really? my brothers <laughs> okay. no 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 i'm joking but also they weren't uh, a, a fanatical fans you know right. for him so i remember that i used to go train in a training session uh, when i was 13 14 take a three coaches, you know, one hour, 45 minutes to take to, to get, to the, training, to get yeah. the, the, the ground. I, I was a young, you know, a little boy. And I think all those sacrifices made, uh, you know, the person I was. Obviously, there was a good and bad on me mm-hmm. as a person, as a yeah. footballer. But the secret was um, the environment where I grew up. Right. My family was crucial. I remember my uh, biggest brother, Antonio, used to play for Lazio Youth Academy. Okay. He was my idol because right. uh, he, he is uh, 1959, uh, I'm 1968, yeah. so we, we got different, uh, nine, nine years, years different. Yeah. So I used to go watch him play and then for me it was amazing to see him play. He didn't have the same luck that I had because from my point of view, he, he had an incredible talent, right. but he burned in his hand. I don't know why, because he didn't like to train too much right. at the time. And then probably also in this way, it gave me, you know, the, the, the input, you know, to, to, to behave in some way, like in a, a different, different way, way, you know. Yeah. A lot's been made of your temperament over the years, and we'll talk about that during the course of our discussion. But as a young man growing up, what was your temperament like? I remember that uh, it wasn't easy to, to under me, even when I was younger, right. because I remember at Lazio, uh, I was 13, 14, 14th, and uh, one day I was angry because uh, the, the 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 coach decided to to sub me you know yeah. after one hour what can happen yeah. you know i left the, my bags there i say i don't play football mm-hmm. anymore i was really angry on the street yeah. on the street and uh, that guy that man uh, was fantastic to me wolfango patarca which was uh, uh, an amazing scout for Lazio because he's the man that discovered nesta yeah. uh, divaio many others uh, important players oh, in Italy. Yeah. Uh, we had a special feeling with my family. I remember that um, I left the bag. I went back home. After one hour, I came with, with the bag, you know, in my house. And uh, in front of my dad, in front of my mom, 
he, he, he was nearly to slap on my face like okay. a second father okay. said, you're stupid yeah. because you don't understand the talent you got. You don't understand w w what the future you can have because uh, listen to me, because I don't have nothing to take from this. Yeah. You have a, a pure, genuine talent. Not only you can become a very important footballer in the future if you change a bit your brain and your, you know, your character, yeah. but you can help your family. I think in this moment, when the secret was where you can help your family. And be honest, uh, that was important for me. Until that moment, you know, as a young person, young younger boy, always play football. I didn't want to go to school. That was a, a big mistake from my point of view. But uh, he was crucial in say to me, you can help your family. And see that moment, uh, I think that I changed a bit my character, but right. it's obvious the nature yeah. is the nature. You are what you so are, we right? come out. Yeah, yeah, you know? Absolutely. When you look at your time, and obviously Italy in the 80s and 90s was the hotbed of European football, I suspect. Well, you went from Lazio to Juve to Napoli to AC Milan, but there seems to be a, a challenge for you in each football club and a series of, and it, it follows your career. And it, by the way, there's no judgment in these observations. It's a question. There seems to be not the greatest of achievements. You go to these clubs, you play a series of games for them. You don't seem to score many goals. You don't seem to settle very well in those spaces. And they're big clubs. Juve, Napoli is obviously achieving very well right now. And AC Milan are legacy, fo are legacy football clubs. But your achievements don't seem to be quite as significant as one would have anticipated they might have been. And there's a lot of fallouts, Trapattoni, Capello, um, and disagreements with people about whether you should play or whether you shouldn't play and what you're getting and what you're not getting. T tell me about those times. Simon, you're right, because also inside myself, at the time I was instinctively to decide to leave because I was frustrated, because yeah. I couldn't play a lot of games. Because when you're a footballer, you can recognize the value of the others and all teammates around you. But you, in some way, are selfish. You think that you deserve more, yeah. no? This is important, Simon. Uh, sometimes I'm on the sofa, like now, maybe. Yeah. I still think that if I have done this, I have done that, maybe it would be different, a national team. I think we are what we are. So I think that probably my character uh, maybe cost me something right. you know, in the past. I paid some price, but uh, if I had what I had, it's because uh, I was the Dicanio you know. Yeah. Obviously, of course, uh, I made lots of mistakes. Yeah. It's like, obvious. Like, like we all do. It's obvious, like, like everybody in yeah. life. But talking about uh, if uh, the, the mistake I made uh, costed me, you know, uh, maybe a better career, a better label, probably yes. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure that without my character that I got, I Other couldn't jump over the difficulty, you know. Yeah. I had many difficulties in my life, probably because I searched yeah. the difficulty. You find them, yeah. You know, I try to find the difficulty. And probably because my nature is to, when something goes okay, is, you know, instinctively do something. Let me shake something it Something that causes you problem. Yeah, yeah. Because you, know, you need to, to go I'm over exactly those, you know. Yeah. I don't I'm know, exactly this same. is my character. Yeah, I'm yeah. exactly the same. I don't look for trouble, but I don't avoid it. 
And so if there's, yeah. if there's trouble right. to be had, I'm not going to avoid it. I might be in the middle of it, but I'm not looking for it particularly. It's a strange exchange that you made. You go from Serie A, which is a hotbed of football, and you go from the biggest clubs in Serie A, and you choose to go to Scotland. Why would you at that time? You're, you've, you've come from Napoli, you've come from Juve, um, you've been at AC Milan, and surely the Premier League, the Premier League is going then. It's 96, right? The league is alive. It's now becoming the biggest league with the most riches. Why? I mean, I, I'm, as I'm speaking to you, I perhaps can work it out. But why would you choose to go to Celtic? I remember I used to have a one-year contract to the end with the Milan. We went to uh, China for uh, a pre-season, uh, pre-season tour. tournament yeah. with Capello. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> that must have been fun. That, no, <laughs> but the season before, already Celtic tried to approach me, wanted to sign me. But he right. said no. I said not because I want to win one league because it's my dream as a footballer win Serie A league yeah, yeah, yeah. in Italy and with the Similan because where we sign where yeah. from Paris Saint-Germain I say with where with other players we can win I want to win and then maybe one day I want to have experience abroad maybe but not this year and we won the Serie A and we won the season before the Super European Cup against Arsenal I remember yep. and then they came back to me but it was in a period that we were for preseason in China and once again we have five lone players from other uh, Serie A teams uh, and uh, to integrate with our team because at, uh, at this time uh, they were the national team in Italy and we gave six, seven players. Uh, we remain in 14, in 14, 16, but we have three friendly matches, I think. Now I'm playing. He played me, but at the first half he was fed up about my attitude because I used to try to dribble everybody yeah. in China in front of the people. It wasn't enjoy. Even if we were, you know, we won the, the, the league one month earlier, no? he came back as if uh, I behaved badly in a Champions League final and we were 3 0 down. We were 0 to 0. He say, okay, with his face, okay, now we go back there, we have to fight. It was a friendly match, but I say, okay, Paolo, you out. Well, what guy for? Why are you out? You out, you out. Bad words I can't repeat. <laughs> so, and I say, uh, you go in this, uh, go. We are nearly to fight. After one hour, I remember Stramaccioni, which was the general director, phoned me from Italy, say, Paolo, you you have another week there. I don't want you going to fight every day. So it's better if you come back because there is Celtic still want you. I say, yeah. you know, I still have one year concert to go. Is the time to move. Yeah. I have an experience with my family because I have my wife, Elizabeth, and my daughter, the little one, Ludovica, now she's 31. And I uh, say, I go Celtic because Tommy Buzz is two years that tried to ask me. And this person that wants me there, disparate in some way, uh, I'm curious. I want to go. You know, the islands. I, I was used to study geography, you know, right. a different place. Uh, is a mo- bit more fresh than Italy, a bit mm-hmm. more cold. The story. And then I used to play Subutio when I was younger with this uh, incredible shirt because I never saw before in my life. White and green. I say, I go. I have to be honest, uh, I didn't have uh, even uh, one moment that I thought maybe when I went there, I was uh, in August, uh, was uh, uh, already cold, big wind, yeah. you know, four seasons in one day. Yeah. I say, maybe someone should say, oh, maybe I go back to Italy. I say, 
I want to be here. I want to stay here because with this weather, I can fight better. You know, I can fight, I can play. And also the, the warmest, uh, you know, welcome from the fans made completely the difference. If I had a little doubt, you know, that disappeared in an instant. Yeah. Uh, so big clubs, also, right? big clubs, big, big clubs. clubs. The stadium was yeah. amazing. You know, parquet, the set park was amazing. And uh, when you look back, uh, you you talking about my career, but yeah. sometimes you write talking about your life. I started from a little quarter. And football gave me this opportunity, you know, to change, to move on, yeah. and to give my family the opportunity, opportunity. through my yeah, job yeah. Yeah. to open their mind to have the life they got. So I think at the end of the day. If we were talking about football career, if I have done this, I've done that, I'm happy. We go to Celtic and we have another fallout. Yeah. Uh, we have another problem. And it strikes me this I don't know how you get yourself in these situations because you've got, a, I read the, the, the synopsis on it where you have a challenge or you want a new contract or you think you should get a new contract. Yeah. And everyone's told you you're playing very well and your goals to games is, is a good return. Yet the chairman, who's a new chairman, pretty much tells you to do one. When I shake my hand uh, to anyone, for me, count much more than 100,000 contracts signed. Right. You know, the, at the beginning of the season, we, we were negotiating the season before, the first season in Scotland, about the contract. You know, the negotiations, you ask money, maybe yeah. the bonus or something like that. At the end, they didn't want to give me what I expected. I say, okay. But at the end of the, um, the season, if I'm doing well, you know, 10 goals, assists, I become an important part of the team, we renegotiate the, yeah. the, the contract. Okay, but we can't put this clause on the contract. Okay, right. give me your hand in front of my agent, Moreno Roggi. And they say, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, no problem. I shook his hand. And at the end of season, I think if uh, everybody voted you play of the year, mm -hmm. or they're mad, or maybe yeah. I paid them, <laughs> but it cost yeah. too much. Yeah. But they straight away, they were strict to say, no, we don't negotiate because uh, from my point of view, you, you, didn't, have, you didn't have a, not even a good season. Right. Uh, chairman. What was your reaction? I mean, what I've got here is your reaction was, okay, ciao, ciao. Right. Yeah, I see. Ciao, but you've got three years left on your contract. Yeah. So did you do, did you, did you, fall out immediately and refuse to play? Did you do what Mares no. did and what other people have done? Not because uh, I say ciao ciao from, uh, the, the, from the, the office. From the meeting, yeah. From the meeting, I say ciao ciao, but you don't have any more my respect because I went to yeah. Preciso in Ireland. In Ireland, in Dublin, I've been there for a friendly matches. I scored a goal. So, but uh, I was speaking on the media. Say I'm not happy here because uh, he didn't respect the word. I said to the chairman through my agent, if you want to sell me, sell me because yeah. uh, I don't know if I can play, give my best uh, because I know myself, uh, I know my brain, uh, what uh, uh, was uh, you know the, the, the beginning of our story remain in my brain because uh, there is no good feeling. But isn't that life though, Paolo? We don't always get what we want. I mean, if Sheffield Wednesday hadn't have come in for you, let's say. I mean, it's like rewriting history. Would you have stayed at Celtic yeah, and played and... properly, or would you Absolutely. have done what a lot of Absolutely. footballers do? Which is nobody gone. can say okay. to me. No, no, nobody can say to me. You have been unprofessional. Nobody, even Capello, Lippi, everybody talking Paolo. about me are oh, too much come on. tough. What? Come on, I've got to, I've got to stop you there. What? I've got to take you to an instance. I was going to do it later on in the conversation. You can't talk about that and say that running to the touchline and sitting down for West Ham and refusing to play 
is professional. No, but it's different. Come on. No, no, but it's different, Simon. When I, I, I decide to refuse, you're talking about Bradford match. I am, But yeah. it's not against my team. You maybe think about that, but... but that's not professional, is it? No, it's professional. Obviously, it's, professional it's not the best sulk. way to... No, but it was genuine because I thought... Obviously, if you look from outside and you don't know the story, say, this is not professional because the, the crowd is there, uh, chant your name. The, the, your teammates are fighting and you for one minute sit in your knees or maybe stand, stay in your knees and say, take me out. But not against the, the, the manager, against my teammates or the fans. Because I thought after three penalties, he didn't give me three penalties, I thought, I can cause problems to the team. Mm. Maybe this referee is capable to, maybe at the first time I say, oh, but... Maybe send me not send, try to send me off. So uh, it's obvious that it's a different situation. I'm just trying to work out from my own point of view, having have been an owner for 11 years, watching one of my players do that, what my reaction would have been to it, and how I would have reacted to it. Because I think I would have strangled you. Yeah, but uh, Redknapp, Harry, good guy, fantastic manager. He understood because I was close to the touchline, yeah. you know. And he told me, Paolo, Paolo, please, Paolo, come on. So now carry on, Paolo, Paolo. He turned his face and said, no, Gaffa, no, Gaffa. But it's not with you, the referee. I was explained to him, you know, why. But no problem, keep going, Paolo, Paolo, Paolo. And then I, I, I remember after 30 seconds, I was a bit... Relax because I saw, I saw this man, the manager, that they gave me a big opportunity because yeah. he brought me to yeah, you, you And then the people start chanting, something. you know, yeah. then in power. This moment I thought, no, I have to stay because it's for them. It, it's going to lead me into the space that obviously you will expect people to ask you. And I, I don't know if it irritates you, this conversation, because it's one of those moments that people, they reference you. And when they look at, they think of you and they think of the wonderful goal that you scored against Wimbledon and we'll talk to you about it. I mean, Trevor Sinclair says that's all down to him, by the way. He said the goal that you scored at Wimbledon yeah. was all down to the ball that he hit to you. The ball he gave it to me was yeah. amazing. Yeah, he, well, he says that. He says it's nothing to do with your fantastic. talent or to no, do with no, his it's ball. It's only his ball. Always yeah, he tells me ball, when yeah. we talk yeah. about, about yeah. this, he will say, Paolo, my delivery was yeah. the, the main exa part. Exactly. Say, you're right, because <laughs> if the ball don't arrive there, I couldn't kick the ball. Of course, yeah. But this situation that happened between you and the referee, Paul Alcock, yeah. and everything that went with it. Everything comes crashing down, doesn't it, to some extent? You know, you've you've moved from Celtic, you're at Sheffield Wednesday, you're in the Premier League, you're in the big league now in English football, all that goes with it. It's going moderately well for you. And then the situation manifests itself. Walk me through that situation from your side of the equation. I think I, I was uh, in a wrong place, in a wrong, wrong moment, uh, right. for sure, because I remember that there was a, a challenge between Patrick Vieira yep. from Arsenal and Winnie Young, my teammate, yep. used to play with me there. I played at AC Milan with uh, Patrick Vieira when he was uh, 16 or 17, so I knew him. Yep. And then when there was this moment that they were nearly to you know, push to each other, I went there honestly to try to split them and talking to Patrick because Patrick don't do yeah. this because I knew more him than Winnie Young. Winnie Young arrived one month early. I remember that Martin Keon, in an instant, he was clever, clever. Yeah. Because he's a good guy, but in the field, it was terrible. Uh, he hated me, me too. So we were nearly always fight, but it was good, good. I like this approach, you yeah. know, on the field. And he came. I tried to split yeah. me and Vera by using his elbow. Yeah, and you, you try know. to take his eye out. His, his elbow in, in, yeah. arrived straight to my nose. You know, in an instant, the, the pain. Yeah. Not pain, but the 
the anger went to my brain. Instinctively, I tried to grab his neck and and try to kick his leg. You know, instinctively because he took this, his bloody eye out. No, because in this moment for me, is it was like if it was a, a football street, a street yeah. football. You know, yeah. something like you fight. You know, because uh, I, I wasn't treated really well by him. In my opinion. This is my simple opinion. Obviously, what's happened later is absolutely wrong. We yeah. have to cancel and tell the young people that is the bad, the most bad example about the sportsmanship, you know, the, 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 the worst that you can do. But Paul Alcock, in my opinion, made a mistake because a top referee, what doing now, maybe in the past it was more difficult. Rather than arrive in front of you when you are fighting in a flashpoint, in yeah. a flashpoint with a red card, Stand back a you should say, okay, look at everybody, come, 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 30, 40 seconds, come here, come here. You're going. Yeah. You're going. Yeah. Why me? You have more time to relax, you yeah. know. But in this moment, I was fuming, you know, I was uh, nearly for you fight with an opponent. I saw the red card here. I remember it was a wiki on oh, oh, Niger Winterborn, yeah, you remember? Yeah, I saw Came Niger close to me, he said, you're Italian, are you Italian? Italian? <laughs> or many bad words, I, I can't say here, maybe, obviously. But I say, and then the red card. Extensively, uh, like if I went back when you were younger with, you know, the little boy, you push it yeah. each other. You, know? you say, why? Give me the toy, you know, you push each other. So I push like, like if I, wasn't fair in my opinion. Yeah. No, straight away say, oh fuck, fuck, yeah, go away. And to be honest, uh, I don't want to argue in the way he fell, fell down, you know, yeah. because it was wrong, it was bad. And uh, I remember that uh, since that moment in the dressing room in a shower, uh, res the responsible of a technical area from Sheffield Wednesday came to me and say, run away to Italy. I couldn't understand. I say, well, what it means? You must run away, go to London Airport, mm. go to Italy. Why? <laughs> because uh, in, the, in the next few weeks, you don't have life, you can't live in here. Mm. But I couldn't imagine this reaction, to be honest. But minus by minus, uh, I started to realize, uh, you know, the, the rumors, so the yeah. problems, you know, the media. And I say, oh my God, maybe, yes, I did something really wrong, but I couldn't imagine so big, you know, probably. I didn't understand, you know, exactly the scale of the... What do you think of... I mean, I do a show with Keon every week and he drives me insane. Um, what, what do you think of Martin? That was the first uh, also confrontation between me and Keon because it was my first... The start of the second season, the start of the second season at Sheffield. So we didn't have a lot of problem before. But since that moment, we, we, we had more, yeah. many times, yeah. but it was good because yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. But he's a competitor. He's a good, uh, uh, you know, tough guy. He used to fight challenge with his uh, physical presence, yeah. you know. And with time, I remember in the tunnel, we used to look at each other because he's taller than me. Like, uh, he was uh, looking at me like, eh. <laughs> today we enjoy, we enjoy the, the challenge. I remember that uh, the Arsenal physio used to talk, uh, talking to our, our physio. And then I remember that uh, he came to me and said, listen, uh, my, my, colleague, my colleague is there. So Keon hates you. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't accept to see you on the field. He want to fight you. I can't wait. I can't wait. I remember when I scored the goal, I was uh, enjoying against him. And when I achieved the ball over, he said, 
he went Monday, he went around the Upton Park, I don't remember. It was a, was a good moment, I think, a good goal, and doing it against a tough defender, mm. a very good defender like him, was even more important. Did you think the penalty for the offence that you did was fair? Did you, did you, because you always have this sense of injustice, did you think it was fair? Can I tell you, if I think, uh, as a footballer, I'm selfish, I think, uh, uh, too much, maybe three yeah. matches uh, were okay, but uh, it's not fair. I have to think about uh, a sportsman now. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, 11, 10, 12, maybe it was uh, the right... Uh, uh, right message. Message to send uh, not only to me. To others. To others. Yeah. And say... You can't do this. You can't do, you this, can't do this because it's absolutely really wrong. If we compare... Uh, this uh, accident uh, with uh, a bad challenge, three match, three yeah. match, you don't send a real and uh, equal message, yeah. uh, you know. So in my opinion, at the end of the day, I, I still think, oh, I would swap, you know, more money, more fine rather than matches yeah. because I I, I, I I try to ask yeah. them at the court to say, listen, take out maybe five, six matches, uh, give me double money fine because I prefer, I want to play, no, no, 11 matches plus all the money I, should, uh, I had pay at the time. I think uh, at the end of the day was right. Uh, I don't want to say exactly 11 matches, but uh, I couldn't have uh, three matches, to be honest. I, I followed you as a manager because I had just come out of Crystal Palace, so it was very current for me. So I was watching you and I watched interviews that you did. When you look back on your experiences, how would you sum them up? You had a, a, a very significant period of success at Swindon, a really good period of success with a great win record and took a team out of a division and did it with a significant level of points attainment. So when you look back, what's your what's your view on it? I think that uh, my way to to behave with the players as window was right because uh, they didn't have a, a very high level of professionalism. They used to train three days per week and they used to do what they wanted. And that's a strict way to, to be with. Like Capello, was tough at the beginning of the season for them to accept it. But at the end, uh, people like uh, Richie, uh, Matt Richie. Mac Rich, uh, yes, Matt Richie, and uh, Alan Cohn, uh, Alan McCormack, uh, it was good because they had a talent, a brain a bit more higher than, than the others footballer. Aiden Flint, I remember. Did you have any but, reservations going down to League Two? No, 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 no. Because I wanted to start in England to be manager. When yeah. uh, they came to me, I say, okay, let me check. They came from uh, a relegation, you know, from League One to League Two. Yeah. Say, okay, let me uh, let me have a uh, ten uh, uh, matches, different period of the season, because I want to see in the way they behave in a different period of the season. So uh, one match at home, one match away, September. One match home, one match away uh, uh, at the end of October, December. See the players that I want. I want to keep here their talent, their quality. It was two days of study and watching all of the matches, and then I say, okay, the stadium, the passion, um, working class people, you know, wind uh, on. I was happy. Say I start here. It's my place. I was really happy. Obviously. It was difficult for me because yeah. uh, as a professional uh, ex-footballer, I thought, oh my God, in here, there, there were people with five, six, seven kilos over their yep. weight. It was difficult. And then it was difficult. We started really bad. We had pre-season Italy. It wasn't uh, usual for them. 
because they used to train at, at Swindon uh, for the pre-season. But we went there to, to try to let them understand, deliver quickly, as soon as possible, the message from me. They weren't really happy. They were sick during the run because you used to run a lot. I remember Matt Ritchie that uh, was always argue oh, for too much, too much. But the satisfaction was after two months, he couldn't leave the field because he wanted to remain in 20 minutes more and say, no, now you have to go because he felt well in his body. He became a crucial player. At the end of season, he was the best assist man, the best goal scorer. So he started understanding what, 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 this, how this... it was important to play as a, foot, a real footballer. I see, I agree with you. But that, that footballers have a different view on things, don't they? Because there was this observation made that you brought them in for 75 days in a row. And that was that. Is that true? At the beginning of the season, yeah, yes, because yeah. I, I told them that uh, we need to have a sacrifice if we want to win the title. Because yeah. I'm here, not try, to try to do something to win. Uh, uh, with you, I can do this. You can help me because uh, you are the main part of this. Because uh, you are the protagonist on the field. But I can help you yeah. to become a winner. Because I'm sure it must have been a culture shock for them, mustn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a shock because of the first five, six games, we lost five mm. and then we lost badly. They weren't happy. I say, but I always keep going in translation. Lads, listen to me. We are going to go through the storm, but when we go out, you're going to fly where you want. You're going to have a rainbow. You're going to have a fantastic... Listen to me because... I had experience. I know yeah. his stuff. I, I, I wasn't like a Capello. We have to do this yeah. and stop and shut up. Listen to me. Try to resist. Try to support this because you're going to become a winner. And since the 31st of December, we won again 10 versus 11 away from home. to one 91 minutes. Scored the goal uh, Alame Comac. Uh, the famous uh, Mayran. Uh, I've seen it, yeah. On the field, since that moment, we won 11 matches in a row. Do you think the players, because I mean, some of the players talk now or have spoken historically about being frightened of you and a culture of fear? To be honest, I'm sure that some of them we felt, you know, worried. There wasn't the respect yeah. on me. Maybe they were worried. And this is not the best way to have the best from the players. But if for few months work, you take the result. I think every every managerial, you know, way to handle the 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 the, the staff. Uh, if you take a result, is good. It's obvious that uh, the best manager is the manager that have uh, the love, the respect. Both, yeah. They love to work with the, with with their manager. You know, they have a conversation with the manager. They have a confrontation with the manager. But not every environment can have this. What would you? Paolo Di Canio made of you, Paolo Di Canio, the manager? I think it would be much easier than, than, than what do you think because uh, I had friction with the manager, yeah. but uh, I always had respect. I want to give more because uh, you gave me the example. Capello used to go two hours before the, the training session. We arrived there, he was there one hour early than us. He used to leave. Uh, Two, two hours later than us. So tomorrow I come early. I want to impress you. I want to show you because you are a good example for me. Probably we are not the best uh, friend, but I respect you because uh, you give me the, the right example. For my kind of character, 
this is the best way to react. A Paolo Di Canio with Paolo Di Canio football eh, would have, would have uh, in my opinion, a fantastic relationship. And maybe at the end, fuck off. Yeah. But at the end, we are men. We look to each other's eyes. We are genuine. Oh, you are a man. I'm a man. We can fight in here. But for the best of the cause for everybody, we go there, we give our best. I respect you. Now I give you 200%, not 100%. Because a lot was made of, of, of decisions that you made. I mean, I watched it with interest and I, it, it made me laugh. And I, I also looked at it with a degree of admiration. For example, the goalkeeper. Everyone makes a lot of you substituting the goalkeeper and what followed afterwards. But why? And, and I, like, I like it. Yeah, but why I like are you, the fact that he's 20 years of age. It, who does he think well, he is? He's an alien. He's an extraterrestrial. He's an alien. He's an air footballer, yeah. like the others. West Fotheringham, good guy, fantastic professional. He was younger. He was yeah. in a Fulham Academy. I wasn't happy about my my goalkeeper. Yeah. We have a two, three goalkeeper in Worst tri- professional you'd ever yeah. seen, is what you said at the time. At the time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the way he behaved in this match, yeah. like I was pressed on a way. But I liked it. I thought I I at the time I remember seeing it thinking. Okay, interesting. And a lot of people, I remember seeing Mark Lawrence and going, De Canio's mad. He's mad. I didn't think it was mad. I just thought you had a decision to make and you took a decision. And ultimately, it sent a message. Um, when you... when you, But, uh, but since that moment, you're right. I, I send a right message because I said, nothing problem. I don't have problem with the West. But it caused problem to the team. Not to me. Yeah. To the prim- I don't care if he kicked the bo- bottle. You know, I, I, I saw the touch line. He showed me, oh, fuck. I don't have problem. Because we talk about League One. Not Champions League, top level football. League One. He argued with every player. Now he's back in the team. I don't have problem. If he say sorry to his teammates. Did he? Yeah, the first time he said no, he's out. He's out because he caused problems to his teammates, obviously, consequently to me, but to the fans. They were in number at Preston. So this attitude is not fair. He came here last year. He was in a youth academy with Fulham. We gave him the opportunity. Thanks to him, we won. Also thanks to him, the league, because we recognize the value. Yeah. But it's not the way to behave, to change the mentality. So when he would say sorry, say sorry to the teammates at the fans he's back in the team because for us he's a crucial footballer so I said that after two matches he went back at 31 matches we were top of the league in league one with Wes it's not a coincidence that we won the league that we are going I told them we are going to do the same this year if you follow me because we are not fighting for the maintain the league after 31 matches, so we were top of the league when I left those windows. Mm. You said in an interview in 2013 that you're not stupid, that you know if you go to the Premier League that you wouldn't be able to do certain things in a certain way with footballers that have more money, have bigger egos. Yet when you go into Sunderland, you have a set of challenges where players are very resistant to your methods? Yes, Simon. Yes, because uh, when I arrived there, there was a big problem. The team uh, uh, came from two draw and six defeat in the last eight matches. And uh, I try. I couldn't have a lot of time to change completely, you know, the uh, fitness level. But I start to integrate some job without the ball because I 
was watching, you know, a few matches, so they were down physically. I remember that Bramble, Bramble was there with Titus Bramble. Bramble, yeah, yeah. Titus Bramble was yeah. there with nine out eleven kilos over his body. Right. How he can play? He was playing the the the, the few match before he made the own goal. He didn't run maybe a track his his opponents. Well, it was easy to play against them. I thought, okay, now I made the decision for the best play I can have on the field straight away for play Chelsea because three days later we had Chelsea away against Benitez. We we lost 2-1, but we were on the game because uh, I I gave an, a sort of organization, 4-4-1-1, a uh, right distance between the lines, the players. Hey, we had a quite good game in three in three days. Uh, if I th- thought, if I think about uh, what uh, I saw previously, I thought now now we look like a team in the Premier League. And then we won straight away three 0 against Newcastle away from mm-hmm. home. I we made a fantastic performance, sliding down but, the touchline. They were ready to suffer because they saw the heel, you know. So, John O'Shea, Wes Brown, they came from a different environment, different level. Man United, of course, play for win Champions League, league, and they were there with a big contract, big wages. There was Fletcher, there was, uh, you know, many other footballers with good wages, big high wages. Without ambition, without care if the team go down or not down, down yeah. because they were protected by the contract and maybe they could move on in a different team, a different club. I realized straight away that it was the problem. So I thought, let me think. Okay, the best technical player because we need to get the result and win. We can't draw or lose, uh, you know. Uh, one nil with Chelsea, we're happy because uh, you can lose one nil with Chelsea. I tried to select uh, you know, a few players uh, that uh, should give me the guarantee of uh, uh, ambition in training session. Try to motivate John O'Shea, talking to him uh, and let him think uh, that uh, he should have the pride inside and be an example to the others because uh, maintain the league at Sandela is equal to win the Champions League and Man United. When you left, because the question is going to be about the players and their attitude, you called the players cowards. Yeah. This is and the, you said the football club is weak. Yeah. Kind of made me smile a little bit, given your personality as a player and your strength of opinion, that you had that view as a manager that the player's strength of Absolutely, opinion... Absolutely, because I, I made a mistake. I, te- I, I tell you, in an instant, the mistake I made... Because the seven games that were important to maintain the league, we did that yep. job. I remember that John O'Shea came out with an interview at the end of the season and said, Paul Igani was in crucial, important, he's a fantastic manager. And he looked like, in my opinion, Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson Young. So, you know, at the beginning of your career, listen or reading the, the words by John O'Shea that had, was under many years Alex Ferguson mm-hmm. made me as we said as a young manager maybe a little bit more uh, sure about myself yeah. you know about my way and uh, and maybe that was my mistake obviously there wasn't only this problem because you should go and why Ellie Short, the chairman, brought in two new 
uh, Italian for the responsible of a technical Re area. Recruitment, yeah. A recruitment. Mm. In my opinion, I told to everybody that was the big mistake. But link with the other problem I had with the player because I told them we go initially for preseason in Verona, nearly like Garda. John Shea came to me and said, no, Gaffa, it's better not. Listen, but we got there because we need to bond together. We bring in 12 to 13, 14 new players, all of them from abroad. So you need to help me. You are the skipper, you are the leader. Next to other players, you need to help me in this process of improvement, you know, because we need to start well this year. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem. So I try to give the responsibility also to them because they were, for this, I think I had a good, good approach with them because if we're in Zwindow, I would say, no, we go there, listen to me and stop. But I try to have a communication with him. Exactly the same for the fact that I asked him, we are going to have a bedroom, we're sharing two, two, every bedroom because uh, I need, uh, once again, after the training session, in the night before sleep, uh, you go to the bed, you're talking, you help uh, to understand a few words uh, to, to the new player that come from uh, abroad, they don't know English, so we need to bond together as soon as possible. He came to me, no gaffa. Our habit is to stay alone. Yes, I ask you a favor to help me because if you help me, Help yourself because the new center forward have to play next to you. I can help him in training session. You, need, you can help him to become more close, even away from the field. You know what I mean? You don't have to become a brother, but help me. I saw too much uh, resistance. It wasn't enjoy. Were you surprised that you got fired? Did you know it was coming? No, I was sure about this uh, already in June. Before to go to pre-season. Right. I used to talk to my wife, uh, beginning of July. At the end of my conversation, every time with the two Italians, because I wasn't happy about a few situations, every time I switch off, I was talking about my wife. After four or five matches, if uh, we don't win all of them, yeah. they're going to suck me. Right. You, feel, you have this feeling because they were happy in the way I wanted to handle the situation. But listen to me, you come from Italy, you don't know English football. Listen to me, we need 80% of uh, UK players and only 20% of foreign players because we need to play a better and attractive football, but we need to stay up. Mm -hmm. So we, rather than fight until the last game of the season for the relegation battle, we need to survive at five games to go. I can do this, I'm sure. But we need to have English, British footballer. I can help them to improve, uh, to be more disciplined, you know, at this level, to play with the teammates. And they brought in 14 mm. foreign footballers, no one English. So I was against that, that um, you know, uh, plan. But the, the chairman was happy. And I was told that the chairman, listen to me, if you still renew the contract to me, you have to follow me. Otherwise, we are going to have a trouble. Like but, you knew, but you knew in June that this was the writing was on the wall for you. Yeah. Talk to me about West Ham. 
you, obviously this love affair that you have with West Ham and they have with you. Some would say, I think you probably would say too, that they saved your career by going there. There were some obviously interesting moments whilst you were there, from, from wonderful goals to great moments of sportsmanship. Lucky goal. Lucky goal. Brilliant ball from Trevor Sinclair. Yeah, the um, best. What about your time in at West Ham resonates with you the most? Do you remember most? What is the what are your fondest memories of it? I, uh, when uh, I signed the contract, the presentation with uh, Mark Vivian Foyer. Okay, Mark Vivian Foyer. Yeah, my friend. Like if I reborn, you know, I was reborn because I came from nearly four months out mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, the suspenders that I have from uh, Paul Alcock push. And then the smiling of Mark Vivian Foyer that was smiling, the energy that he delivered to me. It's obvious with the Redknapp that uh, introduced us, uh, you know, as a footballer important for the future, for the, 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 um, the team. And uh, my first training session Upton Park was the presentation and training session. Upton Park was uh, something like special, you know, in, uh, in the, uh, the story that the people used to tell me. And uh, the Bobby Mustang, the claret blue color, perfect combination of the you two. You and your bloody colors again. Ah, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful color. The only claret. No wonder you were in a clothes shop. You appreciate these things. Yeah, yeah. Every year I, I, I buy uh, the kit for... Uh, West Ham. West Ham kit every single season. For uh, my friend, we got team. We play Wednesday night, five aside. Every year, new kit. Every year, we got kit because it's beautiful. But I said that the first training session, we we start practice uh, in a shooting goal. Uh, I don't know. I was on fire, even if I was four months out, but train every day. But uh, I was on fire. I, I remember that I used to take uh, the ball always in top corner, top corner, top corner. So my arrival was good because all the other players were impressed about me, you know. Really? was a good start. was a good start and that was the Jamie best Red, moment. Jamie Redknapp says that if you were kicked in the five-a-side, you'd walk off. Why? I'm reading a quote from Jamie Redknapp where he says, uh, when West Ham picked the teams with the five-a-side there to make sure that Julian Dick, Stuart Pearce, Neil Ruddock and any of the other four, more physical players were on the same team as Paolo or else one of them would kick him and it would all go off. And if he was losing, he would walk off. And and if anyone kicked him, he would want to have a fight. Never, never go <laughs> so out So Jamie's for telling kick. tales, is he? No, never go out for kick, for a loser, but I was always angry. Right. For the performance, <laughs> for uh, the not, not good attitude by the others. Because someone used to challenge maybe uh, to each other, but someone where, you know, have a joke, for me, the defeat uh, is not acceptable. Like a con, you know, many times say it's not acceptable. Obviously, you accept. It's the occasion to improve, to get in better, to work harder. But uh, but you loved this club, didn't you? I mean, you had an I opportunity love, to I go love. to Manchester United. Was yeah. that a real opportunity? Twice. 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 And you turned down going say, to Manchester no. United. I say, listen, it's a great privilege to receive a phone call from you. It's an from honor Ferguson, to know yeah. that you, uh, Alex, you, you call me, it's an honor for me because you can imagine at the moment it was the best manager, the best team in the world. But I can't betray the, uh, uh, people that, uh, you know, uh, gave me the opportunity to feel how I feel now. I'm the skipper of this club. So 
I can't live until they kick me out. So thank you. I'm never gonna forget that you thought about me, but uh, I'm a skipper and I'm a West Ham through and through. Was this your favorite club? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, because when I come back here, I feel home. I More feel than home. Lazio? Lazio, I was born in Lazio, so my veins, uh, you know, yeah, you there believe, is a, yeah. But uh, uh, when I say to the people, they have to understand exactly to have the feeling I have with West Ham uh, is something special because uh, you're born as a Lazio fan in a, in a specific area and you're growing up, so you, you have your heart, your blood is white yeah. and blue. But to have the same feeling abroad, away from your country, in a place where you've been for four years and a half, and you play football with others, many is club, but you have uh, the same emotion. Uh, every time is a new emotion. When I come here, I meet, uh, uh, I have a chance like last time uh, tonight, uh, West Ham supporters. It's something special mm. because I feel always, uh, even when I'm watching uh, my goals I scored with all the teams I have played, I have a good feeling with everyone, with Lazio, obviously, in a Roman derby. But you have a connection with West Ham. But with West Ham, see me, Upton Park, play with them, band. I got some, uh, you know, hmm? I, I don't want to say a cry, but no, I got close. Yeah. I emotion, I, I, I incredible what I'm feeling, what, what is my feeling inside. So we are equal with them. I have to say even uh, uh, sometimes uh, it's a bit higher with them because it's, it's a particularly you know, special yeah. in some way. When you look at modern day players, who do you admire? Kane uh, was uh, incredible, no? With his talent, uh, in my opinion, he was uh, for a few years uh, number one of the number nine in the world. Even more than ben Benzema, Lewandowski, Lewandowski even yeah. more. Yeah. With their goals, they won Champions League, you know, the leagues. But in my opinion, for two, three years, Kane remained one of the top in the world. At 360 degrees uh, for the quality when he dropped off, uh, when he, uh, the assist man, uh, right, uh, left foot. Uh, it, for me, it was uh, the most uh, uh, important uh, number nine and uh, the best in the world. But if I have to tell you one player now, De Bruyne, mm. De Bruyne. I know you're going to uh, say that. Uh, De Bruyne yeah. is a, it's a player that uh, you would have uh, everywhere. In, in any team. Go where you want, do what you want. We can see uh, um, all the talent about him and with the ball. You have the football also, brain as well. Yeah. But also, without the ball, he's intelligent. Mm. You know, he's incredible footballer, in my opinion, at the moment. The last two years, too much injury. Yeah, yeah but that's life, isn't it? But that's it's a life, but yeah. as a footballer, it's unique. My final question for you a lot's been made, a lot of people have made observations about your political allegiances and talking about fascism. And I'm not hugely interested in getting involved in that conversation. But what I am interested in doing is understanding your reaction to a particular... I mean, for me, fascism, the essence of nationalism... It's stupid and... even thinking about that yeah. because, uh, because uh, Simon, uh, I am not a politics person. No, I know you're not. I, I always uh, I clarify my situation. I have a friend everywhere, everywhere. If there is one person that can't be called the racist, is Paolo Di Cani. Everybody can tell yeah. you because not, I have a relationship that, with everybody in the That's not where I'm going with it. You know it. what I mean? So that's it's, not where it's I'm absolutely going, that's ridiculous. Not, that's you know. not where I'm going with it. 
right? Because I don't like politics and sport mixing. I, people, I think yeah, people are entitled to have of their course. views. But sport is sport. whether it's fascism or nationalism, or whatever your belief system is irrelevant to this conversation. But at the, at the center of what I believe your beliefs are, reading of, is nationalism. You believe in your own values of your own country. Yeah, because it's the wrong way to to read when you say nationalism. It's like in England, that you are proud to be English and, and you can't your anthem. Correct. Exactly the same in Italy. I'm proud to be Italian. Correct. I want to sing an Italian my, and anthem. Here's my you question. Know. And here's my final question. With that in mind, what do you make of Mancini leaving the Italian national side to go and manage in Saudi Arabia? Can I tell you, Simon? In my opinion, what uh, made me surprised because uh, in the modern football, we can't be surprised about the people's decision if yeah. you start from 3 million, 30 million. Okay, we are not uh, materialistic people, obviously, but the money, I think uh, if we are more, we are happy. We have to be honest, you know? Of course. Depends on the decision you make. The problem is it was the time, mm -hmm. because uh, in my opinion, he had the time to decide one month, two months ago, you know? Uh, it didn't happen and then seven to ten days before two very important matches for the next European you know cup qualification that made me a bit sad because I met him in the summer we played a, a paddle tournament together that's my favorite game yeah I, I play, love paddle I'm, I'm addicted very, I, to paddle no I'm one of the best huh? no, you won't beat me I'm one of the best in the world no 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 no. I want a challenge when I come on. back you're another one take with me with the racket and we're gonna play well when you're in London next because yeah. your daughters are here I think we're, we're having a game of paddle I leave the racket into my daughter's house fantastic we are going to organize Careful, something. Absolutely, Careful. absolutely. I don't, want you, absolutely. I don't want you coming off the court and getting upset when you lose. No, no, no I destroy you. I destroy okay. on the field. Right. Okay. We are in a cage, I remember. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Simon, listen, no, but uh, the time. Because this summer, I, I, I was talking to him. I was, he was really focused on the national team because we argue about, uh, what do you think, okay, we have two very important matches, you know, at the beginning of the, the new campaign, you know, uh, North Macedonia and then Ukraine and San Sir. I couldn't imagine so quick, uh, you know, leave and sign mm. for another another national team, which is very far also from our country. But it's obvious, Simon. It's money. It, it, it's money. It's money. It's respectful because everybody can decide. I'm not against this. It's only the time that wasn't wasn't good. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, is a decision. Uh, I don't argue about that because I'm not surprised on anymore. We are in football, we are sports people, but uh, money now is the main part. Of course. There is a big problem you can see because uh, Tonali in AC Milan, 80 million goes straight away to Newcastle yep. from AC Milan. Absolutely. Top club. Mm. That uh, two years ago won the Serie A, La Sia Champions League semi final. Well, this is but why they, Conte left into Milan. They too, have a problem, yeah, yeah. but they have problem, financial problems. So, the money are so important. And when you uh, have too much money around, you can become greedy. Are you saying? Yeah, greedy. Much greedy. It can, can happen. You know, it's not uh, an accusation. I don't want to accuse anybody, no. but can happen. We say before, young players, before they used to run two years in a row, sweating without have one pound per month. And then, oh, two years of professional. Now we're talking about uh, we, negotiate, we negotiate with you a new contract. Now, if they see a good, talented player before to let him go to somewhere, five years contract, four million per year. Oh my God. So 
too much greedy, the environment in general. This so is football. I'm not surprised. This is the world that we live in. Anyway, Palo de Canio, I very much enjoyed it and thank you for being so upfront with me today. Simon, very, very good uh, conversation with you. I hope uh, the people enjoy. Upfront with me, Simon Jordan, is brought to you by William Hill. Future episodes can be found on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. <laughs>